Behind the foods. My name is David Sell, and I'm the rootness, tootness, <laughs> ching chong, bing bong, ling long cowboy you've ever seen. <laughs> and my name is Tim Cletus Rongsu, and uh, there's a snake in my boots. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this ain't nothing wrong with making love to your cousins. If they look cute and they want the D, you give them the D. Bruh, let me tell you something. Uh-oh. Rick sent me a TikTok <laughs> of a guy interviewing people in fucking, like, Alabama or some shit. And he's like, hey, so uh, do you guys really be, like, uh, you ever, like, hooked up with your cousin out here? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, a couple cousins. Um, I mean, more like, uh, um, and, and this dude said something. He said cousins, um, um, more like mothers. He said something like, you know, like a little stepmother, something mother, and, like. What the fuck? Yeah, bro, like, real casual. Like, he was bragging about it. And I was like, hey, yo. <laughs> like, that's some shit you, that's some, that's some shit, bro. That's like, some inside thoughts you don't ever fucking share out to the world, you weirdo. I, yeah, I get, like, and look, I'm not, I'm sure it's not all Alabamas like that, but it was some dudes in Alabama that were like, yeah, yeah, my cousin, yeah, a couple cousins. Is that some real shit? I thought that was just like a funny little stereotype that we get to make fun of. Uh, you know, I, of course, every stereotype, there's like one, a couple motherfuckers that actually yeah, do yeah, the shit, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they don't represent all of Alabama, but uh, damn. Hey, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the versus battle, the Omarion and... <laughs> I, I, I saw the clips the next day on social media. Man, I wish I never saw that shit. <laughs> that shit, first of all, if you guys have been, this is the thing, and I think a lot of like old head celebrities are forgetting that the internet exists now. Mm-hmm. You can't get away with telling these stories about your grandeur, about how dope the concert was, when there's actual <laughs> footage being recorded, and the whole world is seeing this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, That shit made me sad. Uh, there was some, there was some, yeah. Omelion, yeah. dude. When that full, <laughs> with the watermelon? With the watermelon. Here's the thing, right? Okay, so... Shout out to Omarion. We love Omarion here, right? Definitely, I thought, you know, you could have picked a sexier food to eat uh, on stage if you were trying to demonstrate your cunnilingus skills. You know what I'm saying? I thought watermelon was such a weird choice. Um, And, you know... And and we're not gonna talk about the racial aspect of it. We'll let we'll let we'll, we'll let we'll let the culture decide that. Yes, we'll let y'all talk about that because I know from reading World Star comments, yes, there were people that were bothered by that. Oh, a hundred percent they were. Okay. I'm just talking about the not sexy aspect of it because watermelon is just a solid piece. That does not <laughs> it doesn't remind you of a vagina at all. Uh it's not like it there's no if anything eat like a fucking piece of grapefruit or something soft and gushy like the beautiful lady parts. Yeah, did you hear about AJ Raphael? He ate a piece of durian about stage? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, I'm kidding. AJ Raphael was doing his Red Roses album and then he cracked open a durian. <laughs> oh, oh my god. This is good. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um the my, the funniest part to me was um when Jeremiah was singing and I don't know if you saw his clip, but Mario was on the uh, on the mic. Oh dog, he was like, don't do this. <laughs> Jeremiah's like, but we and Mario's like, oh no. <laughs> Stop! Just stop! I was like, yo, because at first I saw the clip and I didn't know that was Mar- Mario talking. Yeah. I was like, and I went off. I was like, yo, he does not care. Dude, that's the thing too. It's like, first of all, with that versus battle, the matchup didn't make sense. Omarion is not a vocalist, hmm. and I think people forget too. Just because Mario had bangers and shit yeah. like that. He was, yeah, he could dance and he was performed, but he's a vocalist first, and then he had like the dancing attributes. I think Omarion was on the other flip where he was such a good dancer, performer, really good looking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his singing was, was secondary. Yeah, I mean, I, I see, yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I will, I won't disagree with that. I thought the battle was a little mismatch. I was like, that's not, that's not equal. I feel you. I feel you. You know, like, uh, I mean, 
Omarion has O, that's a ballad, mm -hmm. but uh, he's definitely more known for his dancier hits. I mean, he bangers, of course. Yo, for sure. I mean, Omarion is, <laughs> I, my, 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 you know? Yes, touch. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Touch. That shit right there was a banger, dude. Speaking of bangers, I brought you some food. <clears throat> so check this out, dog. I brought you. Oh, green onions. Some motherfucking. We're do we doing duck? We're doing duck. Hey. Duck is one of my favorite proteins of all time. Oh, yeah, brother. Duck is so good. And I know a lot of people don't like duck because the only way you've had duck was duck a l'orange, the French shit. Yeah. Which is fine. It's good in how it is. But, but y'all need to get down on how they do it in China. 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 All right. <laughs> they go out there. They just they just chop out the heads. They let them dry out. And they eat them raw like a bunch of savages. The people the way they do it in China. But I got to tell you, I love Chinese people. This shit right here is so fire. I wish I would have got two orders of it because uh, we're about to go in. Oh. And uh, so this is kind of like um, uh, a, a Peking salad duck, but instead of the uh, the squishy bows, this place gives you like this little tortilla situation. A little wrap situation, which is very fucking good. China. Fucking delicious. It's the best duck you've ever had in your life. I got it from a little spot called... Uh, Wuhan Labs. Oh, God. I can make those jokes. If you guys are first-time listeners, I'm Asian. Yeah, yeah, you motherfuckers. Uh, it's called I forgot. It's it's at it's at the uh, uh, it's at, it's at the Westfield. It, it's somewhere. Don't worry about it. It's really good. This one don't know shit, dude. It's uh, it's somewhere. It's at that. Uh, it's at the uh, one spot with uh, with a with a where you, where you come here and then you get the order and you get the fuck away. <laughs> it's at that Westfield Mall. The one the one towards uh, ah whatever. <laughs> In Century City. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking fumbling through this whole sentence. Okay, like it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, what, uh, you know, it's a, what, it's a, it's a, it's a, what time when it come here, huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, so what you do is, if you never had it before, can you, you do Asian accents? I'm I'm terrible at Asian accents. Oh, guess what we're doing on this podcast today, oh, dude? I'm going to throw an ethnicity, and then you're going to do the no, fucking accent. No. Yes, you are. I can't do it. It's, just to give you guys a heads up, it's probably going to be really terrible, but accents are very fucking difficult. I, I can't. All right, Tim. <laughs> Here we go. Chinese. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> Oh, buddy, oh, buddy, oh, buddy. <laughs> I uh, all I can do is when I when you tell me to do a Chinese accent, all I can think of to do is uh, it's a shitty walk from, from South Park. <laughs> Just imitate Jackie Chan. Oh, oh yeah, I guess that's true. He can say three words Chinese. Now you know how difficult I am. Oh, <laughs> my daddy wants to cut a bullet with his hands. <laughs> It was always my dream to eat the Madden Square Garden. Madden Square Square Madden. We are here the Square Madden. <laughs> we are filming right now. That's hella good. You just have to do oh, Jackie Chan. Shit. I guess you're right. Yeah. Let me tell you something too, dog, about Jackie Chan. This is so fucked up because I remember, you know, growing up, you know, when when people want to make fun of you, right? Mm -hmm. They only there's only so many. Um, like Asian celebrities that they can call you, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, when I was younger, people would call me like, you know, when they were trying to roast or whatever, they call me Jackie Chan. Oh, he looked like Jackie Chan, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't look like fucking Jackie Chan. Until one day, dog, me and Rick went to the wax museum and I stood next to his his wax statue. I'm like, holy shit, I kind of look like Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I was like, I really do kind of look like this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, he looked like Jackie Chan. <laughs> I'm just gonna, oh, you sauce first? I'm just gonna do a little dip. I just made it a little easier on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Fire, guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? And I'm going to do an ode to the Mexican homies and just cut off the end like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do a burrito-style thing. Híjole de la chingada. Oh, so bomb. Guys, if you ever, if you never had some fucking Peking duck dog, you guys got to do it, bro. Just go to, like, your local Chinese, like, the real Chinese spots and, uh... Get you that little, you know, get you the little, um, what is this, mm. cucumbers? What is this on here? Cucumber. Let me tell you something here, Kualo. <laughs> this right here is the number one ultimate dish in the whole world. Mm -hmm. If you don't have this, you are racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What mm. kind of accent is that for the people that don't know Asian accents? It's like an Americanized Chinese accent. <laughs> I have very few different ones. And it's all just from things that I've heard my whole life. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's the only way I can do an accent is if I've heard it consistently. Mm -hmm. You know, grow up around a lot of like Chinese people specifically who speak like Cantonese mm. from Hong Kong. Like that's kind of how it sounds like. <clears throat> but, and that's literally this guy that I used to order Chinese food from, he used to talk like that. Mm. And I used to always make me laugh because it was like, his English is perfect, but he had this weird little, mm -hmm. it wasn't very particular to the ones that you always hear on TV. Right. Because his English was fucking good. He just had an accent. For the longest time, dog, growing up, oh. I did not think my dad had any accent. What do you mean, Tim? <laughs> I thought he just sounded like any other like dude speaking English. Until I really, I got older, and I guess maybe from editing the vlogs, and maybe like actually trying to do my dad's like impression of my dad, I'm like, oh, he does have like a Thai accent, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm just, I'm so trash at Asian accents, dog. They always just, if I, if I ever try to do an Asian accent, it always just kind of comes out like I'm trying to do a fucking, I don't know, Pakistani accent. Like, uh, as a side note, you know how fucking fat I am. <laughs> I didn't realize that I just ate three of these things at once. Uh, same. I was like, why did they not give us the thin barely ones. any ones? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I, I just had like three. I was like, this place needs to know how to make the thin <laughs> ones. And I just ate three at a time. And I was like, how the fuck did they only give us two? Do you, I uh, mean, I hate when the taco trucks double up the tortillas. I, I think they do that just because people just want to get full or something. Yeah, it's too much for me. I always take one off and it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I'll take one off or I'll like... Almost like divvy up the meat in between the two tortillas, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I'll take what the meat from the one and then use it for both tortillas, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's just too much. You know why? Because you, sir, are a man of what you call portion control. <laughs> yeah, I try. I really try. I am not that person. <laughs> I eat until I black out. And then I see what happens and then I look at myself and I go, look at this back fat Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, shit, bro. <laughs> oh. Dog, we need to get back on the road and shoot some more food shit, dog. Hey, when Thrill stop fucking around, start sending us places because let me tell you something, we're the only successful show on that channel. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to like, just, you know, okay, so we've been shooting When Foodie Calls, right? Which is basically my thing I'm doing while Thrillist is fucking around. But um, man, we need to just. Oh, that's so good. Hopefully I can get some money just from Patreon and then start taking us places again. You know what I'm saying? Like beyond LA and San Diego. You oh know? yeah. But I mean, we could even go, I, like I've been Googling shit like in Vegas, um, shit that we could drive to or just short flight shit where we could go shoot some more things. You know what I'm saying? I still, hey, leave in the comments below <laughs> if you want this fool to go into a Thai gym <laughs> and fight somebody. Cause I really want to see that happen so bad. Let's do it. Every episode this motherfucker has me doing where I have to face my fears and shit, which is not what I signed up for. <laughs> Anytime he has an opportunity to get me on a roller coaster, it happens. Yeah. Well, now you're going to have to fight a Muay Thai champion. Well, let's do it, motherfucker. Oh, he's not a bitch. Let's fucking do it, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, speaking of matches, man. That guy, Jake Paul, dude, he's he's fighting a real boxer now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's fighting this guy that was his training partner, and he's an actual pro that has a lot of matches under his belt, albeit I don't think he's like one of the best, but it doesn't matter. He's a pro fighter. Mm -hmm. He's uh, Jake's size. If Jake beats him, don't ever put any disrespect on this kid's name ever again. But you know what? If Jake beats him, people are still going to be like, he paid him to take a dive. You know? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Tyrone Woodley one looks so sus. Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's still sus to this day. Um, but that's just my opinion. doesn't mean it's fact. However, this one, I actually do want to see him win. Yeah, I, and I think, you know... Um, He's still a YouTuber. I think we're all waiting for him to fight a real boxer. And I think it's, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. speaking of which, Logan Paul signed a contract with WWE. <laughs> Isn't that tight? Hey. I don't care what you say about that fucking weirdo. Yeah. He's dope. Yeah, entertaining his shit. We talked about this too. Entertaining, his athleticism on point. Fucking I, put on a show. Perfect for WWE. I saw that clip of him doing that shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, you tell me if you could do that. Right. I could not. Yeah. Jumping, doing flips off a turnbuckle and shit like yeah. that. That is fucking amazing. I had that issue with even people that like, not even just about um, Logan Paul, but just about people that would talk shit about professional wrestlers you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. like yeah the shit is like scripted quote unquote but it's also like painful painful they put themselves through a lot of shit they put on a good fucking show and they really do like hurt themselves in there you know oh, what I'm saying 100% mm -hmm. you don't know what you're talking about um, Bart and Joe you guys can look this up 
when they used to do this thing where they would um, do just kidding party stuff and they would travel around, mm-hmm. they did a lesson with real like a like a WWE trainer oh, that shit. trains people how to wrestle, and he they said it was fucking painful. Really, like the slaps to the chest. Oh, I bet. He says they hurt so bad, like even bouncing off the turnbuckles, they were bruised the next day, mm. just from flying off that shit because it's just rope, right? Like thick ass rope. And he and Bart said it was painful as shit. We should do an episode of When Foodie Calls where we get some professional wrestling training. I have to get buff first though, because I don't want to be called fucking Rikishi. <laughs> Everybody's gonna call me Rikishi, and I'm never going to live it down. <laughs> I uh, I really want to do like so. I've been doing a new show that's gonna live like exclusively on Patreon, right? For um, me and my my four boys, Rick, oh, Peter, and Rick. Very fun. Uh, Rick, Peter, and Eric, and I want to do something. Where, like, because we have a homegirl that has a pole dancing studio. She's a stripper. She has a pole dancing studio. I'm like, yo, we got to do something where she teaches us how to do pole dancing. And we got to see who's, like, the best, like, pole dancing stripper, right? Rick was like, all right, hold on. Let me, let me, let me get a little, let me lose a little bit of this weight and we can do this shit. Because right now he's like, I can't even, you know, get on the pole, you know? Let me tell you something, man. I would decline that so fast <laughs> because I would become a meme in an instant if I go on that pole and it breaks. I was in... Uh, my parents forced me to take these SAT classes, right? Mm-hmm. Which I was never good at. I never paid attention, and most of the time I didn't go. Um, but I remember one time I sat on this plastic chair, and it broke. Really? It was embarrassing. Well, damn. And I was so embarrassed to the point where I lashed out, and instead of just laughing with everybody else, <laughs> I decided to go on a roast rampage for a month against everybody. <laughs> and I started hurting everybody's feelings. <laughs> Because all I, I went home, I was like, I'm going to fucking roast the shit out of everybody. For laughing at me. For laughing at me. <laughs> and guess what? They thought that they were safe and they were not. Wow. And I did not deal with that very well. And I don't want that to happen again. You you broke the chair and it was like, you ever seen Carrie? No. Oh, so Carrie and Carrie, uh, uh, she's like, this girl gets made fun of. And... Um, but what they don't know, she's like getting super bullied, but she has like telekinetic powers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and then... At the very end, spoiler alert, sorry, um, they fucking play this prank on her because they were making her seem like she was like homecoming queen or something like that. But then they pulled a fucking like bucket and they covered her in pig's blood. So now, like climax of the movie, she's covered in pig's blood. She's pissed. And she just like fucking like she charges up her telekinetic powers and starts just killing everybody fucking. Ugh, ah, ah, kills like the whole gym of kids. It's, it's a horror movie. Yeah. That is fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's, like a, a, it's an old classic? It's an old classic. They redid it later, a few years later, but I mean, like years and years later, but a uh, classic horror movie. Dude, I wish I had telekinetic powers, man. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I would get so fat. <laughs> Just oh. open the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, I like how you're not talking about any of the cool stuff. <laughs> this one literally said he's going to use his telekinetic powers to open up soda. <laughs> <laughs> That's just where my mind goes, dog. That's fucking crazy. Bro, I can't wait to have telepathy so I could drink soda. I wanted to do <laughs> I wanted to do a web series years ago about like Jedi's that are training. Like they're like 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 you're really trying to train their powers, but but they they use it for everyday life shit. You know what I'm saying? Like on a date with a girl and pull her chair out. Shit like that, mm. you know what I'm saying? Where it's like Jedi's in college, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out who they are, what they can do with their powers. Fucking diddle a clit with your Jedi powers. <laughs> oh, you're Doctor Strange. <laughs> there was a um, a Marvel spinoff TV show that I auditioned for mm. that I almost booked. And this was like when I first started acting, what, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And the person that got it over me was this fucking guy I don't like. Because <laughs> <laughs> he makes Asian people look so bad. Okay. But... um. Thank God the show got shelved. So it, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. But went in, went for two callbacks, and I didn't get this opportunity because Agent was super happy. It's like, dude, you're probably going to get this. This is really dope for you. And they're like, studio decided to pass on you because you don't have any TV credits. Hmm. And I'm like, well, then how the fuck do I get TV credits then if you don't book me, dude? <laughs> right. And I was like, you know, I did make my own film, which I think is way harder than showing up on set and just doing lines. True. You want another tortilla? No, I'm okay. Okay. Tortilla. I don't think that's what it's called. But I mean, that's all we know. <laughs> he doesn't even know the name of the restaurant. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? 
<laughs> what was that? What was the that show? Text? Marvel show. Oh yeah, so the Marvel show was this. Is <clears throat> a bunch of Mar- Marvel misfits that have powers, mm. but their powers only work like halfway, mm. and so they're all fucking losers. And so mm. the character that I was going for can float things, but only two inches above the ground. <laughs> oh, it's so funny! <laughs> it was a funny fucking. Sh- the script was fucking hilarious. Really, but it never got picked up. It got shelved. Damn. Yeah, and there was somebody else too. It was like. They could like read somebody's mind, but only like half a sentence. (laughs) That's so funny. So so the concept of the show was really fucking good. Yeah. And I wish they would have brought it out because it would have been a hit. Damn, is it based on comics? Well, it has to be. It's a Marvel show. I want to read that comic now. Uh, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was based on a comic. It was something that they created themselves. Interesting. But they live within the Marvel universe. So like like the X Men are still there, all that other stuff. And they're the misfits that don't really, they have powers, but not really. Wow. How fucking funny is that shit, dude? That's really good. And they actually go out and they solve crimes and they do some shit. Like, I forgot. I wish I could find the the script that I had, but there was this thing where I had to, like, lift um, something for two inches, but it was like, if this door closed, some shit would happen, but I could only <laughs> hold it up for two inches. So the whole time, like, we were, I was saving them just because I could stop the door from closing for this much. That's so. That's such a great concept. Yeah. Um, oh, we can talk about the boys dude you know i had to watch that shit in japanese what with english subtitles why because for some reason the amazon prime that i was watching didn't have it in english what on the phone i was trying to watch it and it was only in japanese so it was throwing me off that's weird so i watched three episodes of it in japanese with english subtitles are you serious yeah what the fuck? Still fucking crazy, though. It's so crazy. And in fact, I didn't have to listen to any of the dialogue. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that's true. I mean, I have to put subtitles on anyways because I have trouble understanding fucking Butcher's uh, thick-ass accent. You know what I'm saying? Some of his, like, British slang he uses, I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. But yeah, The Boys is, uh, when people ask me what I'm watching right now, I'm like, oh, The Boys. It, it reminds me of the, the cartoon, uh, Invincible. Yes, 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 yes. Dude, Invincible and that, I was like, this is the, the live action version of Invincible and this is fucking crazy. Amazon is really going for that super violent superhero bag right now, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's going for the superhero bag. I'm actually kind of tired of watching superhero shit right now. But Amazon's doing the violent one. I know. I mean, it's so tired. Maybe it's because I'm doing so many movie reviews on Marvel films yeah. that I'm getting like exhausted. Like, it's taking the fun out of it for me so now. So do you still feel like you enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder even though like uh, some of the public did not enjoy it? Oh, I don't care because like I told people I hated Ragnarok. Yeah. But I hated Ragnarok because I expected something more. Mm-hmm. The thing about Thor, right, is that I even tweeted it out. The movie's terrible, but it's very enjoyable, right? It's like well, how I feel about White Chicks. Mm. To me, that was Nacho Libre and White Chicks. Yes. So if I expected it, is it a good film? No, it's not a good film. Okay. However, it's fucking funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still say... Nacho Libre is a good film, though. Oh, well, Nacho Libre, well, that director specifically, he tried to recreate a, a few of that style, and it didn't really work out very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nacho Libre, to me, is a great film. But that, in and of itself, it's like, okay, if you want to watch something, Christian Bale was fucking amazing. Oh, fire. You watch that movie, just watch Christian Bale, and you'll see somebody who is so fucking good at acting, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Bale killed it, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Here's the thing, and we're going to talk about it right after this break. I feel like, like, what is a good movie, right? Because you said you enjoyed it, right? So that makes it a good movie for me. You mm. know what I'm saying? Especially it's like you're not going into the shit trying to watch like a fucking amazing piece of cinema. You feel me? It's like, like okay, so for example, um, during your review of... Uh, multiverse of madness mm-hmm. i saw a comment that like annoyed me because i thought this is so silly where some kid was like yeah you know what i mean it was like yeah it was a really enjoyable movie but when you look at the um what did he say but when you like really analyze like the storyline or the something of it it's like it's pretty whack i'm like bro it's a wizard fighting a giant eyeball <clears throat> at one point like did you enjoy the movie or not you yeah. know what i'm saying like did you have fun in the theater, and did you, like, was it a pleasurable experience? The thing about Thor, 
Ragnarok is. Yeah. The reason why it was also enjoyable for me to watch, I don't have to watch the other two Thors to enjoy this movie. <laughs> okay. Doctor Strange, you do. You had to watch WandaVision. Yes, you 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 really did. So that was the biggest problem for me because I watched that two years ago in the beginning of pandemic. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I had to sit and pause. I'm like, wait, why is this happening? Mm. Wait, why is this? You know. And then the people that I did watch it with, they didn't watch WandaVision at all. They they walked away. They're like, this is dumb. This makes no sense. Mm. So Doctor Strange two. It, you know, you'll watch the whole review on my podcast. I don't mm-hmm. want to go too into it, yeah. but it was just, it was not, it wasn't even enjoyable for me. So that was problematic. With Thor Lo- Love and Thunder, because I knew of Taika Waititi's like style, and yeah. I knew, I know Sam Raimi very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I just expected it to be really, really funny. Mm-hmm. I was just hoping it didn't have like the little dicky type of jokes, mm-hmm. which is the rambling and ran, you know, rambling <laughs> on. And it didn't. Yeah. It, the jokes were super tight, yeah. very purposeful, and very funny. And you didn't then, like rambly jokes? No. <laughs> I love rambling jokes. I hate it in film and TV because we laughed and they're still continuing the joke and it's like, it's not funny anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I laughed already Mm -hmm. and they, nobody's laughing now. Mm. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. So that's what Lil Dicky does. Lil Lil Dicky on his show Dave will be like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, is that Peking Duck? I love Peking Duck. You know, when I was in third grade, like uh, my teacher brought out Peking Duck. I thought it was really cool. It was really insensitive to me, but you know, at the time, you know, Chinese people weren't that cool. I mean, they're really cool now and they'll just keep going. I love it. I'm just sitting there just rolling my eyes. It's like, the joke is already done. Like, Well, yes, I really like that type of awkward, trailly, offy, cringy I like comedy. that a little bit. Okay. I don't like it for 30 minutes out of, out of a fucking 40-minute show. <laughs> Give me 39 minutes and 15 seconds of that <laughs> shit, dog. Um, but, you know, it all depends, too. You know, um, like, specifically... <laughs> like Taika Waititi um, and, I, and I understand why you were concerned about that because I think that very dry sense of humor especially like you ever watch Flight of the Concords? yes okay so like their show I can understand why someone would get annoyed of the long awkward jokes because their shit is so dry but I loved it and it would <laughs> it would be shit like where it's like did you get the duck from the store like no, I didn't get the duck because it said it was expired, but I wasn't sure if it was expired. Like, well, was it expired or not? As if you said you said it was expired, was the duck not expired? He's like, yeah, but it wasn't. Sh- I wasn't sure because there was a sign that said it was expired. <laughs> but that dog, I watch that and I crack up. I love that. Tim likes everything. <laughs> it's not true. Tim likes everything. <laughs> and wow, you scared me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not true. I can appreciate many things um there are actually some movies that i don't like i'm a big fan of will ferrell i'm a big fan of will ferrell all right like anchorman is like my shit i know that movie i can quote it the other guys is one of my top top comedy films of all time so great right i could watch that film every time and cry laughing so well written like the the, the humor is on point like i just I, it's great right you don't have to call it beautiful she looks like shit <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good it's quotables on quotables right yeah. so i sat on a plane um after people fucking trashed that will ferrell sherlock holmes movie and they were like this looks stupid like people that just saw the trailer were like this looks terrible they're not gonna get my money. And that already annoys me. I'm like, yo, it's a two hour long movie. You, this is two minutes of it. Give it a chance before you talk your shit, right? Mm-hmm. I sat on a plane. I tried my hardest to get through it and I could not. And I never, I really trying to fight for movies, dog. I'm like, maybe just the first 15, 20 is whack, but this shit, I got through like half of it and I was like, this shit sucks. And I turned it off and I watched just Bob's Burgers reruns because Dude. it was so bad. The funny thing about Will Ferrell, if you don't know, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell openly put this out in a statement that he is just making movies that he has on his bucket list. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with whether you like it, whether it's good writing or not. This fool did a Lifetime movie with with Kristen Wiig just because he always wanted to be in a Lifetime movie. And really? It's, it's not a comedy at all, but it's fucking funny because it's Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig. He just did that just because he wants to. He, you, know, you know that he did that film where he did it all in Spanish. Like I know. Fuck, you right? I saw it. It's so not great. It's not a good movie, but yeah. that's a part of his bucket you list. you put your mouth on this? No. Type. That's a part of his uh, bucket list where he wanted to do like, uh, like a Spanish ranchero fucking movie where he only speaks Spanish. It was all right. 
And that's why he did it. So it's he's at that point of success now where he's just creating things just because he wants to do it, whether it's good or not. He doesn't really care. He's having fun and he's enjoying it. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, which That's like the level that we're all trying to get at, which is fucking amazing. I hope you're ready for the movie I'm writing for us. It's fucking dumb. Hey, I don't <laughs> mind a dumb movie. Like yeah. I said, Nacho Libre, also in the top 10 funniest movies of all time for me. Here's my goal for the movie I'm writing for us. I want it to be so dumb, but I also I want people to cry. That can that can happen. I, Harold and Kumar too. I got so teary, bro. Pussy. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. part? Okay, so at the end, spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. When he breaks down, he breaks into the wedding, and she's like, "What are you doing here? Like, there's nothing you can do to like make me feel any less embarrassed than I am right now." And he fucking starts reciting the poem about the number two that he wrote that he ref- he would never say to her through their whole relationship. He's like, no, I'm so I'm too embarrassed. And he starts reciting this poem. And it's all about like, it's this fucking nerdy ass poem about like, I feel like the number two because it doesn't have a fucking integer or some shit. And it's like, it's like lonely, but now I found my whatever the fuck it's about, right? And I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> no, it's facts, bro. You know, it's like he finally, you know, broke down his walls and, you know, let everything loose. It's a show that he loved her, you know? And that's why you thought Doctor Strange was a good fucking movie, bro, dude. Doctor Strange. Well, here's the thing, too. The fighting scenes were fucking whack. That musical note fighting scene was super whack, okay. dude. I agree. And that was the thing I was looking forward to, and they ruined it. Musical note scene was whack. But here's also... Here's a hot bing. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the fuck? Here's also what contributed to my enjoyment of that movie is, um, and and I feel like I, I can use this as part of it because going to the movies is part of the movie experience, all right? I saw that shit opening night at the premiere with die-hard Marvel fans. Motherfuckers that when, when Doctor Strange's uh, wife says, um, yeah, we're calling you a universe 616, they went, <gasps> Because it confirmed the timeline and shit like that. Yeah. Like, hardcore fans, right? So it was like, shit like that was happening, and I'm talking about the theater was erupting. So I'm gassed up watching this shit, right? Fucking, like, Professor X comes rolling in. I can't even hear the movie. It's so loud. And I'm yeah. like, I got chills from this shit, okay? So as a Marvel, as an X-Men fan, I'm having a great time, right? I couldn't even hear them playing that in the theater Mm. because it was so loud. Um, So for me, it was like, I, and (laughs) when when they started this shit so uh, energetically and so many things going on, I was like, oh, this is going to be straight, like, fun. And that was how I went about watching it. I'm like, there's going to be just a whole bunch of just crazy fun, mad colors. And I thought like, um, and as an artist, um, someone who what dropped out of art school. Uh, <laughs> that scene where they're going through the different universes it was the best scene. Blew my mind. Right, that was the best scene. So, um, it was like shit like that. I mean, I agree. I can definitely agree that the music note scene was very whack. Um, but overall, for me, I just thought it was fun. Thought it was really fun. Also, too, like the movie is called Multiverse of Madness. We yeah. only saw like two or three universes. Like not f- in that one scene. Yeah, but see, that's all they did. <laughs> oh, that was so disappointing. It was I just, also loved WandaVision. And, oh no, uh, WandaVision was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WandaVision was fucking dope. WandaVision also got me emotional. Um, from oh, for sure. From from one line of dialogue, bro. And I thought maybe I was being like overly fucking analytical and sensitive about it but I and then the next day when it dropped everybody was tweeting that one line do you remember this which line was it it's been a long time when okay and I thought and I still I still I, I randomly think about this shit because I thought it was such just a, a, like a beautiful thing that was written when Wanda is talking about how like she can't get over the deaths of her family and her brother and Vision is like what is grief if not love persevering and I was like oh wow that's that just gave me like literally touch my nipple right now god damn it I, I get it <laughs> dad that was the hardest nipple I've ever felt in my life that shit felt like a jelly bean wow yeah they're still they're still just as erect so just, just to let you guys know that when Tim cries his nipples get hard <laughs> 
So I loved WandaVision. I love how everything tied in. You know, I, but I can totally understand how someone who didn't watch WandaVision would be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. You know? But also too, like WandaVision makes sense because a lot of these things too, like in Marvel films, like it's very hard to tell these comic book stories that take literally 300 comic books to explain in mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So it has to be very, very purposeful, right? And that's the thing about that Doctor Strange thing too. Like, it would have been more forgivable for me if I got to see more of Doctor Strange's personality, too. Mm-hmm. Especially because he's such a funny, witty guy, mm-hmm. right? And the, that's the thing about Thor Ragnarok. Mm. There's so many good jokes. Like, the jokes, whoever wrote the jokes were really, really good. That's what I could appreciate about mm-hmm. it, right? So what I mean by, just to go back to, like, why this isn't a good movie, there's a lot of reasons why it's not a good movie, right? Um, and I don't want to get into that right now because it's going to be a whole review. Mm-hmm. However, as a movie, as, as a, the first thing I do when I watch a movie is what? I just watch it just to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm not analyzing it. I'm not looking for like Easter eggs, none of that shit. Mm-hmm. And all I know is I was dying laughing. Mm-hmm. So that means that I enjoyed it. Now, when I look back at it, and if, in terms of like what I want from character development, all this other stuff, and mm-hmm. all that other stuff, it wasn't going to be there because I already was disappointed with Ragnarok, mm-hmm. right? And the, the, even the style of jokes I didn't like in Ragnarok, but the style of jokes I liked here, so it was forgivable for me. And there were certain jokes that even people didn't fucking get in that theater, dude. I know. They didn't get it. I was like, bro, that's such a fire-ass joke. <clears throat> and that's the thing about humor, right? It's like it's so subjective. Everybody has a different sense of humor. And your type of humor can make or break that shit for you, which is dude, like... you want to read an annoying comment? Somebody wrote on the comments, they're like, dude, comedy is so subjective so I was like, how could you not like Ragnarok? Your taste in comedy is so poor. I'm like, you just said it was subjective. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, you could like it. I don't care if you fucking like it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm just doing a review. That's why I will always leave a comment arguing with you in your comments when you drop a movie review. <laughs> you jackass. This one was like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. Because when, when we leave, when we have opinions on shit, right, our fans, majority of the time, are going to co-sign us. <laughs> Not my Marvel ones, dude. <laughs> Not my Marvel ones, that's for sure. That's why I was like, I'm going to go in and be a voice for the people in David's comments, and we'll talk about it right after this break. we're talking about okay check this out david so what would your superpower be if you were a marvel superhero i want to be able wait have we talked about this we have but i'm switching up my answer because okay. originally it was uh time travel for okay. the money reasons mm-hmm. but now i'm like you know what i don't need money like that dude life is too short for all that shit what, what the fuck am i gonna do with all that money yeah don't you realize that's gonna ruin the space time continuum dog okay nerd anyways <laughs> <laughs> i would uh not Doctor Strange level, but I would dreamwalk. Oh, okay. Like, I want to be able to dream and then go into other people's dreams. Do you dream vividly? I dream very vividly. Mm-hmm. And then the funny thing is, because um, it was Doctor Strange that talked about all these dreams are different multiverses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all I think about now. Where I'm like, dude, that dream <laughs> that I had, I was getting my dick sucked. <laughs> and it's real. So I've had that thought. Uh, for a long time that maybe I don't want to say all dreams but maybe some dreams are like parallel universes you feel me and I think that specifically because I don't know if I ever told you about this I ever tell you about that hotel I would go to in my dreams all the time no okay so I I have certain locations right that only exist in my dream like they're not real world places but i go to these very specific spots in different dreams all right like there's a restaurant that's not mcdonald's that has like a clown on it that i've been to with different people different friends girls whatever it only exists in my dreams though all right and there's also this hotel um and i remember it very clearly it's like red lights it's like a red door and there was one week, and if y'all watch the No Chaser podcast, you've heard this story. But there was one week, and you know it's it's blurry now. I, I I'm trying to remember if it was one week that I kept dreaming, or if I kept waking up and going back to sleep in different dreams. But it was different dreams, all right. Where I went to this hotel, and let's say dream number one, let's say it was like Monday, right? I get to the hotel, and I'm in the elevator, and I I met this old couple, and they're like. Hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just, I'm just checking in. And they're like, oh, well, cool. We're having a party tonight in our room. If you want to come by, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I will. Right. 
I wake up. <clears throat> now I go back to sleep. I'm in a new dream. I'm in a new dream. I'm back at the hotel though. And I run into the couple like in the lobby, right? And this is a new dream. And they're like, you should have came to our party last night. It was really fun. Uh, you missed it. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, sorry about that. And it was multiple dreams on different occasions where I'm back at this hotel, but it was picking up where it left off. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking to the same people and they're like, oh dude, yeah, where were you last night? You should have came through, you missed it. You know what I'm saying? And so that, when I woke up from that, it made me think, is this shit really existing somewhere? Yeah. You know, and like when I, and like this alternate whatever, am I like surfing through different parallel universes and, and I'm there for this week and just kind of interacting with these people? So this place, no, no matter what dream that you have, this place exists? Um, it's not every dream. But a lot. But it's 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 there. Yeah, there's like, there's different places that are there, like the clown restaurant, this hotel. Um, have you ever died in your dreams? I haven't died. I haven't died, but I've I've um, you know when people are falling and then they wake up before they hit the ground. I've I've hit the ground. Um, and you're okay. I, yeah, I just got up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a dream where um, so this is a weird, creepy dream. So <laughs> I'm at this. So the day is very, very gloomy, like a like a Seattle type of gloom, right? Mm. There's a truck stop in the middle of fucking nowhere, and I'm going there to to get some food. So I walk into this truck truck stop, and it's like a very old-fashioned diner. A lot of the colors are really muted. Mm -hmm. There's a waitress wearing her kind of like an older-looking. It's a young girl, but she's carrying a baby, and her her diner outfit's a little older, it's a little dated because it's like a small town. Yeah, yeah. Creepy. I go in, and then she's holding this baby, and I'm sitting down, and I'm trying to order my food, and I see she's struggling with this child. I was like, "Hey, leave your kid here. I'll hold your kid, and then you know just continue to wait the tables, and I'll help you out." And she goes, "Thank you so much." She goes, she starts waiting at the table. You hear this door just fucking swing open. Mm. You hear the bells clatter. You know, bring because he smashes it really open. He goes, "Where the fuck is whatever her name?" Mm. He looks over and he goes, "Why the fuck is this guy holding my kid?" Ooh. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm just watching your kid while she's getting these." It's like there's nothing between us. He goes, "Why the fuck are you holding my kid?" Mm. I was like, "Oh, hold on a second. And he goes, "Like, drop my fucking. Let's let's take it outside." So we go outside. I go out first. He follows me. I turn around. He puts, puts a gun to my head and shoots me. Mm. Blasts my head, and I fall backwards. Everything go, goes black, and I wake up, and I'm back at the dining table, and I'm holding this kid again. Ooh! <laughs> yeah. And so then the same thing is happening. It's like that Grounds, Groundhog's Day thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, and I'm kind of like processing everything. I'm looking around. I see the girl. She's weighing the table. I'm holding this kid, and I hear the the ring. Ring. Damn. Guy comes in. Why the fuck are you holding my kid? Tight. And I'm like, I've been through this again. And I'm like, hold on, let's go take it outside. Mm. So I let him go first this time. Mm. And then he comes out. He he turns around, and I shoot him in the fucking head. Ooh. And I kill this guy, and then I wake up back at the same spot. Tight. Weird fucking dream. That shit creeped me the fuck out, dude. Yeah, yeah, Like, that yeah. was one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had in my life. Oh, man, I love shit like that. That shit trips me out. Yeah, I've also yeah, had, yeah. like, since we're sharing <laughs> dreams, yeah. I, I shared this one on my podcast where... It's about a person that we actually know. Okay. And I've always felt like weird things about this person because of their type of behaviors. They seem very like untrustworthy human beings. Okay. And it turns out that that's how, how they are anyways. Can't wait to find out who this is. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, going to this, I'm into this, uh, this forest, right? It's big forest, big evergreen trees. Light is kind of leaking through. It's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And as I'm going through the forest, I walk through and I see this castle in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. It's all, all the trees are cut out and there's this beautiful castle, very old fashioned, mul multiple colors on the castle. We're talking about pink, purple, yellow, and it has these old wooden slats up and it has that old fashioned circular window with the cross hatches at top. I walk in and it's like kind of like Beauty and the Beast. If you see a Beauty and the Beast type of castle, but it's daytime, so light's leaking through, but there's no lights in there. Okay. I So I see this, this spiral staircase. I walk up, I go in, and when I walk into this room, it's a daycare. Okay. With all these colorful toys around. And I, this is, and I look up, and there's this huge, gigantic robot. Okay. Right? He looks at me, starts walking, and I'm, I'm freaking out. He starts f fucking fritzing out, falls over, and then I look at him, he goes, don't trust that person's name. And I'm like, Ooh. what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and that person's voice, and I realized after who that voice was, that was the voice of her manager that she fired. Hilarious. Right? And I was like, what the fuck does he mean? And I turn around, and then that person who I'm talking about is next to me, but that person is a fox. Okay. Right? 
And if you guys know about foxes, like in folklore, foxes are very sly creatures, mm-hmm. right? They kind of, they're mischievous, they do certain things. And in Zootopia, that your wife worked on. Yeah. <laughs> and so this whole shit's happening, and then she's like, we have to go, we have to get out of here. So I'm running out, and the whole scene is change, changing as we're, as we're running out. I jump into the car, I, I get into the car, I look over, and I have it more. I have it written in my phone because it's so descriptive. I'm mm-hmm. forgetting a lot of parts right now. But you look over, and that person's not a fox anymore. It's that person again. Yeah. And then they're just rambling, talking about everything. I'm like, dude, you know what the fuck just happened? Like this castle collapsed behind <laughs> us. This whole world, like the sky, is all these different colors. I look forward again. I look back. They're a fox again. Mm. And they're like growling. Mm. Right. They're growling, but they're smiling at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that fox starts to laugh. Mm-hmm. Starts laughing like crazy. Like. <laughs> yeah. And I'm freaking the fuck like, out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, every time I look forward and I look back, the person's changing constantly. Okay. Fox, human, fox, human. And I go in, and then we stop into this town. The freeway ends, and it stops into a town. And there's a there's a family in a Winnebago. And I look up to him. I was like, hey, I need you to save me because this person that I'm with is, I can't trust them. Mm-hmm. So I need you to save me. And so we look back, and they're like, okay, we'll help you out. And they're like, hey, I have to go ahead and fix this person's Winnebago real quick. And then the fox is chilling on the car and smoking. Okay. Right? It's like, go ahead, do whatever you want. And then we turn around, and then the uh, the scenery is kind of like changing a little bit. Like it's going darker and dark. Like clouds are coming, darker and darker and darker. Yeah. We freak out, jump into the Winnebago. The family starts driving me off, and then I wake up. Mm. But the idea with that was that this is a person who I've always had weird feelings about, mm. right? Like they're not very trustworthy. They mm-hmm. they tend to the gaslight a lot of people. Mm. They have all these like negative behaviors, and they kind of manifested into this creature, which was a fox in the dream. Yeah, in How, your in your subconscious. Yeah, trippy, dude. Isn't that crazy when shit is so vivid like that? Um, it feels like I lived it. Yeah, no, okay, so there's there's also uh, one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had, and I was super young when I had this dream. Like, I literally could close my eyes, and it feels like I'm pushing play on a fucking Blu-ray. It's so clear, right? So, in this dream, I think I had this dream in high school. Um, first, I'm going to a mall, a mall that I'm very familiar with, Lakewood Mall, I think, um, but I'm going through the back entrance for some reason, and I feel myself being like, I've, someone's chasing me, like a shadowy figure is chasing me, right? So now I'm like sweating, I'm nervous. I'm trying to get away from this figure. I'm going through all these different staircases, right? So I think I finally find a door to go into the mall. But every door that I go into is like a fucking weird scenario. Like the first one I go into, it's just a room full of mannequin heads. <gasps> Only mannequin heads. And I'm like, what is this, right? Twilight Zone. I go into another room. It's a classroom full of like high school kids just staring at a staticky screen. And I go up to one of them and I'm like, hey, I need your help, I'm being followed, I'm being followed, and no one's moving. I fucking punch him in the face, doesn't move. I'm like, okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here, right? So now I'm, I'm going, I'm still being chased, I feel myself being chased. And then so I end up in an abandoned like toy store, like a KB Toys in the mall, you know what I'm saying? But it's like old, all the lights are out. There's plants everywhere hanging off. And then a fucking like little, little like, older, um, dark-haired lady, witchy-ass lady comes comes out from behind the corner. She's like, I know what you're looking for. I'm like, okay. So then she pushes a a button on a robot in the middle of the room and it starts to shake. Starts to shake and smoke. And first it shines a light on a globe, right? And it's like, no, you aren't ready for that. And then it shines, and then it shakes and it shines a light on a fucking Tickle Me Elmo doll. And she's like, no, 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 you're too old for that. And then the the robot shakes, shines a light right into my chest, and she goes, that's what you should be looking for. And I woke up, and as a kid, I was like, (gasps) And then you became who you are now. And then I woke up, and there was cum all over my shorts. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. That dream is fucking nuts. And how old were you? I was in high school. Damn, you still remember that one. Yeah, I was like probably like 16 when I had that dream. Dude, I had it. This is a really creepy dream where um, <laughs> I talked about where a dream where I died. Mm-hmm. This is a dream where I killed somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this dream was so fucking, it felt so fucking real because of the immense guilt that I felt. Mm. Right? Like I couldn't, like, so long story short with this dream, and once again, it's in my phone somewhere. So if I told the story before and the details are changing, it's because I can't remember it exactly. <laughs> like even with that one story that I told you there, there was like extra details that I added that I know I didn't tell in the other, other, mm. other one. But... Long story short with this is like, I ended up killing somebody, right? And I was looking for a place 
to bury them so I couldn't so I wouldn't get caught mm. right but I literally buried this person in the basement like John Wick style where his like clothes were or like his fucking money and stuff was and I buried him underneath um, and but a family party was coming to the house oh and so people were coming in it was like Mariel's family or whatever whatnot too and this person is there and I every time like people wanted to go check out the basement because they've never seen a basement in an LA home before right right and I'm like oh you can't go down there they're like why not I was like why can't you go down there I was like you just can't like it's just it's not ready yet it's it's messy mm. so basically I tell I tell Mariel like listen I killed I killed a man mm. And she's like freaking the fuck out. She's bawling in front of me. She's like, I can't believe you killed somebody. I was like, so are you going to turn me in? Yeah. Um, Because if you are, I understand, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm a murderer. So if you, I don't want you to live with this guilt. And she goes, I'm not going to. This is our secret now. Mm -hmm, Right? mm -hmm. Down ass bitch, Ride or die. Ride or die, dude. And she was like, this is our secret now. I was like, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to distract your family I'm going to take this body out and I'm going to bury it somewhere else mm. while her family's around and they're being distracted because they're out in the front this is a big house and I'm literally like crying because mm. I have to look at this dead body mm-hmm. right I don't even know who this person is mm-hmm. right this person actually the person that was buried didn't have a face mm. so I'm, I'm dragging this body away and then I see this tree and I decided to bury the body next to the roots because in my head I was thinking like, oh, this tree can absorb yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. I don't know why that logic happened, but I buried this body next to the tree and I'm sitting there and I sit there with my legs crossed Indian style and I'm staring at the house at this hill where this tree is where I just buried this body and I just start crying, right? Mm. And as I'm crying. Very funny way to cry too, by the way. <laughs> like, like this Indian style. <laughs> and I just start bawling, right? And then next thing you know, you feel... I feel something on my shoulder mm. and it, like the tree put its branch on my shoulder. Mm. Right. And it basically said like, you didn't have a choice. And then mm. I wake up. Damn. That shit was trippy. dude. I woke up like in tears. Wow. Cause I was like living with this guilt that I killed somebody and I don't even know how I did it, why he died, what happened. I just know that in that part of the dream that I remember something yeah. probably happened before that I don't remember, but I killed him and I felt immense guilt Ooh. and I, I wanted to turn myself in. But, you know, Meryl was the one that convinced me not to say, this is our secret. You can't go to jail. So I decided not to because I wanted to, I didn't want her to be unhappy and sad, but I wanted to pay for the things that I did. Oh, dude, that was you burying your dream of becoming an actor (laughs) so you could do podcasts. And Meryl was like, you know, she's still going to love you regardless of what you do. (laughs) (laughs) That is so symbolic. I um yeah I uh we had we actually brought a dream expert onto No Chaser one time because <gasps> I love that shit so much, and I probably it was probably the most like hyped I've been on an episode of the podcast, and I've I've told this uh, shit on my shit of course, but um, I I want to talk to you about it right, um, uh I had a dream about my cousin. Did I tell you about this? No. Okay, so I had a dream. You Alabama boy. <laughs> my not not that type of dream. <laughs> <laughs> so in my dream. I'm at my cousin's funeral, okay? Yeah. The whole family's there. We're at my cousin's funeral. and um, But I'm looking at the casket, and it's moving. It's like it's just, there's someone in there that's moving still. And I'm like, hey, guys, uh, are we... Are we sure we want to do this? Like, look like look, look at our casket. Like, look at the casket. There's He's, he's still alive, right? And so um, that's that was... The, the, the gist of the dream, I woke up. I was like, that's weird. I haven't spoken to him in a while, right? Let me let me just text him, right? I texted my cousin. I'm like, hey, hey, bro, like, are you good? How's everything? He was like... Yeah, I'm 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 good, man. Um, actually, uh, why do you ask? And I was like, all right, well, this is weird, but I had a dream I was at your funeral. LOL. Just you know, I decided I should you know just say what's up. You know, I'm dead. And he's like, he's like, that's funny that you say that, because last week I was feeling suicidal. You have powers, bro. <laughs> You have powers, and you were pretending here, saying, "What would you do if you had powers?" And you've had powers this whole time. I my dreams make people suicidal. It's weird. <laughs> no, he's like I was actually suicidal last week, and this was around when Robin Williams killed himself. And he's like, it wasn't until Robin Williams' suicide it made me realize I needed to talk to somebody about it. But he was like, yeah, that's that's crazy that you had that dream because yeah, I was going through it. And I was like, oh shit, you saved somebody's life. Yes, with one text message, hey, I did it. Are you good? <laughs> Question mark. Well. I was drinking hydrogen peroxide right now, <laughs> but I decided to spit it out when you texted me. He's like, yes, he has like the fucking knife to his shit. Yeah. He's like, 
Tim just texted me. You are a savior, dude. I guess so. Did I ever tell you this, though, before yeah. we sign off, man? This no, is... we're not signing off. We're talking about dreams for three more hours. Dude, this... Sorry, Robin Couch. <laughs> this is... this is. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounded sexy as hell. <laughs> there was... Uh... Wow, I'm slightly turned on. Um, there was... So years ago, you know, you were talking about... You made this reference to Funny Fat Fit, right? Mm. And so I... I did this thing back in the day where I was trying to get some, and I literally started because a lot of these viewers who are watching me, they were developing bad habits with like food because of me, because mm. they would see somebody like me and they go, oh, you're a bigger guy. You seem really happy. Oh, you don't confident. really care. You're yeah. confident. I could be big too. Right. And I'm like, well, you don't, I don't that's fine if you, if that's what you're doing. But I was like, but I'm also very unhealthy. Yeah. You know? Diarrhea, heartburn every All night. All that other shit. Yeah, yeah. And so this is when I first tried to lose like that weight and there was a kid when I went out to Denver and I did this show, shout out to this guy. I don't remember your name, but went there uh, two years in a row. First year I went there and I remember this kid so fucking much mm. because his hands were shaking violently. Mm. And then he looked down at the floor and he wouldn't talk to me. Right. But mm. he was just there. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Yeah. I gave him a hug. I helped him relax a little bit. And, um, it was like a really good moment, right? Just because I wanted him to feel comfortable. And he looked like he was going to cry. Not not because he was excited to see me, but something was off. Mm. And I just remember like saying what's up to him or whatever. The, and I remember that specific guy. And then the next year, this other guy comes up to me and smiling, happy, whatever, whatnot. Gave him a hug, whatever, whatnot. He goes, you don't remember me. And I'm like, no, nah, who are you? He goes, do you remember this kid last year? I was like, that was, that was me. Mm. This dude lost like. 70, 80 pounds. Amazing. Watching Funny Fat Fit. Oh, and shit. And I was like, what happened? I was like, dog, you look amazing. And I was like, first of all, you lost way more weight than me, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you know? And this guy looked, you know, happy, a lot more fit, really good. I was like, what happened? He goes, you know, to be honest with you, the when you saw me last, uh, that was the first time I left my house in like a year. Oh, damn. Because I was in that theater in Denver at that Batman screening that got shot up. Oh, wow. And I came out to see you that day. Because I look up to you. Wow! And that was the first time I left my left my room. Damn! In a year because he had PTSD from that shit. Wow! And then he saw Funny Fat Fit, and he just you know saw all my videos, and it helped him like kind of get his shit together. And then he was like a different person. That's crazy. Eye contact, super handsome dude. Just being able like the like kind of like you know the the life of the party type of thing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck happened? And it was just from watching my videos. Wow. Which is trippy, right? Which is, I honestly do believe that's probably the only reason why I'm still on the space. It's like, because we have a dope connection with fans. Yeah. And they, you know, when you hear stuff like that, it's like, damn, I guess I kind of do good work, you know, for in the unintended way. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, if there's anything that feel, I feel like gives me purpose, it's when someone writes me or says that I like pulled them out of a dark place yeah, or I, you know help them get through something. Even like you know, it's if it's just as as small as me just or us just joking about our dicks. It's like you never really know how much that could affect somebody who's just like who just needs a laugh you know what i'm saying and like i know a lot of people say that a lot of people in like the influencer space will be like yeah you know like um you know uh, you know i help someone like get out of depression or whatever but you know it's true it's like when you when you the fact that we can just make these silly videos and someone can um get that out of it right it does make me feel like oh, okay i'm here for a reason during pandemic because i was doing a lot of like uh, you know comedy videos or whatever mm -hmm. There's like hundreds of all these like Instagram influencers that hit me up. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, it doesn't really mean much, but it was like interesting where I'm also not somebody who like if I message somebody and they don't hit me back up, I don't feel a certain way. Right, right, right. I'm just letting them know that I think they're funny. Yeah. Or I like what they do is dope. Whether they respond or not doesn't affect me supporting them. Yeah. And so there was a couple people not going to call them out, but <laughs> legit, I responded back. I was like, hey, um, I just saw this. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. And actually know other stuff. And I was like, yeah, I follow you too. Your stuff is dope. And it kind of goes on red. And then he just goes, yeah, sure. And I'm like, you know who the fuck you are. And you could bring up the DM if you want and put it on your channel if you want. Because I would, I basically wrote back to him. I was like, are you upset because I didn't respond back? He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, like I saw your stuff. I look up to you. And then you look at my numbers and now you hit me back up. And I'm like, number one, didn't look at your numbers. Number two, I saw the blue check and I was like, oh, I follow you. Yeah. So that's why I talked back to you. And I'm like, 
the fact that you're upset because you wanted to make a fucking TikTok video with me and I didn't make it with you <laughs> is fucking ridiculous. Like, if you appreciated my shit, just appreciate it. Like, I appreciate your stuff. I like your stuff. I share your things. Mm-hmm. We're good. What the fuck's the problem? Why are people so mad? And that's their villain origin story, bro. And then now they're just going to be like, this guy, David So. <laughs> I DM'd him, told him he was super cool, and he didn't respond back for two years. That's why he needs to go back to... China. And I'm going back there and I'm going to find your grandma and I'm going to fuck her and I'm going to make her go, my vagina is so amazing. Hey guys, goodybrand.com. Goodybrand.com. We got a bunch of new shirts dropping or they might have already dropped. Goodybrand.com. Check it out. And uh, you can go ahead and check uh, Secret Society. That's S-E-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. We're out of most of our stuff for the new line, but we still got some good shit. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, rate us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm Tim Chantarangsu. And I'm David So. Bye. Bye. Yo, it's the dudes behind the food.